has a didgeridoo or something. The didgeridoo, the things that go. It's August 30, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter. Encounter number 160, and celebrating the return of the Orgy Dome, I'm Abel Kirby. And more human than human, I'm the Tyrell Corporation. I mean, I'm Cold Acid. Man, what a banger of a pre-show you had there. You were the Tyrell Corporation. (laughs) (laughs) Man, AI, I mean, like, I hate AI, but at the same time, it's fucking lit. I heard Frank Sinatra... He's yeah, singing. Frank Sinatra singing all the singing all these modern tunes that didn't even come out until after he was in the ground. I want more life, Father. I heard. I think he sang that to you. He was singing "Creep." <laughs> he also he also sang the opening theme for Evangelion. Yeah, I heard that. Did one. you hear that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I've. Uh, I think the one that impressed me, the one that I I heard right at the beginning, was the uh, cake song from the end of Portal. That was fantastic. Yes, I did not expect to hear that today. So, oh, I'll hear. Uh, I hear you open a can, a bottle. I'm opening my own here. What do you yeah, got? I got guava today. Haritos. There we go. Misfire on the button, and I got. Yeah, I heard that. <clears throat> We're not ending the show this soon. You're not getting <laughs> yeah. away that quickly. It's funny how tuned in you are to those first two notes. You can hear them even when they're down 25 dB, right? Let's see. I got a Corona Extra. I had some other. I was going to drink this BrewDog Cannon Blast, but I tasted it before the show, and it's just too too hoppy for me. It's a little too dry to talk. You know, I need Yeah, don't a little... drink a BrewDog. Drink a, drink a Trap Dog. Trap Dog. This is what it was. Man, you almost fell for the trap today. Actually, you did. You were, I remember you were talking about, oh, should I go into the office? Not sure. And then you decided you were going to. And what happened? No, I had, I had, I had decided, I had decided yesterday that, yeah, I was going to go into the office this morning because it'd be easier to take care of things there where I don't have to deal with my bandwidth conditions at home. I don't have to deal with VPN bullshit, right? For some things that I needed to do that was, in concert with our consultancy firm's developers. And so I ended up uh, having a having a commute that was more than twice its normal time because a transport truck that was that was going the same direction as me, but hours earlier, had collided into the barrier on the 401 knocking a tire-sized hole through it, and then having its uh, flatbed trailer trapped on the barrier sideways. So you had, like, you had the flatbed, then you had the barrier itself, then you had the axles and wheels, and then you had the lanes that it had been in. Mm. And it looked like, it looked like another truck got wiped out on the other side uh, in all of this, because it was getting it was getting set on the tow truck to be pulled away when I was coming through there. Now, which and is then? Which is the on, one with the canned goods? Were those these the two ones? This I is could... later. This is later. This is like this. At, this first thing was at five in the morning, and at seven thirty, it was still holding everything up. And in fact, even this afternoon, they still hadn't removed it. Because of the because of how it was wedged onto the barriers and the damage that was done that would need to be patched, so I get so yeah you know I did my I did the stuff that I wanted to at work in the morning, I get into the, I get into the rogue I get on the highway, and because because I knew that the cleanup hadn't completed for that to, for that collision at five this morning, I got off the highway. Uh, short before Highway 115 here in Ontario, and it was a damn lucky thing I did, because unknown to me, about the same time that I got on, on the 401 uh, from the office, there were two more transports that collided with each other just short of the 115. <laughs> 
So I see the news article for uh, for one of these with the cans all over the road, and yeah, that, you know that was the one that was the one that was around lunchtime. So that one's pretty gnarly. There's a photo in the show notes, and and at the risk of. I mean, I don't want to do a Canadian traffic report at the top of the show. I mean, people are going to tune out uh, instantly. Aww. But I do want to mention, you sent me this, you posted this on NAS, the um, the story for the traffic accident with all the cans on the road, and I scrolled to the bottom of it, and the last paragraph of this uh, report blew me away. It says, the collision comes just hours after police in Burlington had to call in beekeepers to contain millions of bees that fell off the back of a truck. And so there was another yeah. accident where they five million bees got shaken loose from a truck in Canada nearby. Well, Burlington, I guess. I, know. It's, I don't know how far a, away that is. It's a bad day for driving <laughs> in the greater Toronto area. So these bees, <laughs> man, this is the craziest thing because they had, I have the Twitter, um, uh, post from the uh, HRPS Burlington, which I guess is the regional police services. And they say, Yeah, Halton, Halton Regional Police Service. They say, Thanks to the beekeepers who arrived on scene to assist with the cleanup. Much appreciated. And they, I guess they had to get a bunch of beekeepers to come. What do they do? Vacuum up the bees? They save them. They don't kill them because those are valuable bees. I, mean, I don't know if they actually vacuum up the bees when they're like all flying loose everywhere. But they were doing something and putting them in boxes. It looks like cardboard boxes. So do you have to uh, give the bees back if you go and pick up bees? That's my you main might. question. Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah, give I back. think you do. I think you do. Don't steal bees. It's not finders beepers, okay? No, it's not finders beepers. <laughs> but yeah, so this, I heard about this as well. I'm, I'm stuck in the, in the traffic because, like, lane closed and everything, right? And I got the radio on as I do, so 7.30 News starts playing on Q107, and they're talking about, yeah, there's this, there's this pickup of bees that, uh, that crashed out in, <laughs> out in Burlington, and I'm like, huh, and I've got here, I've got here this, uh, this crashed transport, what a, what a morning, what a morning. Yeah, I think Little I get- did I know at the time that things were just going to get even more uncanny. Mm. I think I get a B sound effect. Let's see. Oh no, maybe I don't. No, uh, this this is the sound effect you wanted for what I just said. I got the bees. That's the B sound. Yeah, you know, can bees do a rim shot? Do you know? Well, they might be able to. Have you seen the B movie? No, I haven't seen the B movie, okay. and I know, I know, refrain. it's it's meme tastic. I'll refrain from the jokes, but these bees—they sound a little like the rock music. The rock music we were playing earlier. Yeah, well, we'll Let's have get to get onto the rock music uncanny. Uh, soon enough. But yeah, this is uh, quite uh, quite the interesting traffic today. <laughs> uh, I made the correct decision, and I worked from home. Which is usually the right you decision. Smart motherfucker. Yes. Let's see. I've got a. Uh, I got your list of stories. I got my list of stories. I think we should start with the most important story. I mean, as much as I like the bees, there is one that's been just. Uh, it's been at the top of my list for about one week now. Are you ready for it? You know the one I'm talking about, right? Is it the rock music? Not that one. That's a. Uh. That's a lame one. I. We have to start with the most important one, which is the naked wolf man. The Naked Wolf Man of the Harz Mountains. Here we go. Naked Wolf Man mode. The Naked Wolf Man was spotted by hikers in German mountains, the Harz Mountains. And uh, so they're hiking around and they saw this guy. Apparently, this is something that's happening more often. They people see wild people. Hikers, tourists see wild humans uh, naked in the woods doing uh in the woods stuff or mountain stuff and so they were describing this guy as a naked wolf man i put a picture in the show notes he is very much naked also very much wolf man also he's carrying a spear yeah and the- he, he looks very much he looks very much a caveman they call him the wolf man here's here's something here's something to note this is in the harz mountains and you know what the harz mountains have been famous for through history no they've been famous for mining and for witches getting their shit on. Witches getting no, their like, shit look on? It, look it up. Look it up. Like, 
like witches and pagans would gather there in like from the Middle Ages into the early modern age and have their bacchanalias until they were like chased off by inquisitors. What, so what were they doing with the wolfman? I don't know. The Breeding wolf? them? <laughs> Bred by witches, the naked wolfman is a wild man-like creature. Sounds about right to me. The guy named Weiss said, The chance encounter with the unknown mountain man lasted about ten minutes. Oh, as she explored the woods near Blackenburg, about 150 miles outside of Berlin. When we reached the sand caves, wait, there's sand caves? We saw sand caves, yeah. We saw the there's wolf all sorts man. Of, there's all sorts of caves in the Harz Mountains. Like I said, it's been it's been a place where mining has been going on for over three thousand years. He's, like people were people were mining the Harz Mountains before Rome was founded. But was the Wolfman there? I don't know. He might have been. <laughs> he stood up high as one of the caves and held a long wooden stick like a lance in his arm. Weiss estimated the man to be in his mid-40s and said it looked as if he was from the prehistoric era. He could be. He could be. He could just look really young for his age. <laughs> from the, You know, I just want to say something about prehistory. Do you know what the definition yeah. of history and prehistory is? Yeah, history history is written. Prehistory is before there was writing. Exactly. So historians study the written history. And anything that is prior to people writing things down, that's prehistory. Okay. Little factoid. This is my favorite quote. This is Weiss. She says, he wouldn't take his eyes off us. Said nothing. He looked like a, he looked dirty like a Stone Age man from a history book. And that's what I think he is. So... He's a, he's a, he's an immortal he's an immortal caveman. So he, he probably used to hobnob with the with the Neanderthals. So this bitch definitely saw his dick, and she's not saying anything. This is a a blind spot in the report. They have to say something about it. I mean, why do they have to say something about his dick? Well, because he's the wolf bad. Does he have a wolf cock? I mean, like, what are you are you asking if like? If like when he's fucking, there's like a knot there, so like, so like the woman can't get not his go- dick out. <laughs> I was not going there. You sure you're not going there? I mean, they have a picture of this this wolf man, right? I I, I just think for you, a you German, might as well, you you might as well German. be asking. You might as well be asking if cat boys have spikes on their little soda dicks. I just am disappointed that Germans wouldn't say something about it. Well, that's all I'm saying. This isn't, a, this isn't a German publication you're reading this from. This is the New York Post. <laughs> Get it from the German news, and that probably will say something. Not just about not just about the Wolfman's dick, but about his shitting <laughs> habits too. Oh yeah, we find some Wolfman scat in by the sand caves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it seemingly carried a sphere. A spear, not a sphere. <laughs> hey, that would be weirder. A spear. Yeah. A, a sphere. No, sphere. this is this has been on my mind a lot. The Wolfman, uh, well, there was a Wolfman in New Hampshire, as I've discussed on the show. There's plenty of good Wolfmen out there. This one you could get clapped from the Wolfman if you tried hard enough. The highest peak is the Brocken towering over the landscape of more. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's much more. Yeah, in. And okay. Here's the on, witches. Well, I see Purgis the witches night. Remember? Well, Purgis neck in, uh, in Bible black, the whole, what neck thing comes from the Harz mountains. When the witches would get together and have their like magic devil sex orgies. Okay. Well, you're leading me into orgies. I have to bring it up now. <laughs> it's a must. You do. All right. Burning Man is imminent. It's starting. If it hasn't started already, it's starting soon. I think it's it's really this weekend is when it's kicking off. And so we can all expect the the annual Rare Encounter review of Burning Man photography uh, in the coming weeks. But yep. there is a number of articles reporting with glee. Finally, Burning Man... We'll have the uh, the orgy dome is back is the, what do you uh, mean, the headline. finally. I mean, they've had it for they've had it for like a decade. Well, it says what we're br- finally getting is news about what's going on in there. The Burning Man orgy dome. 
thousands of people will head to Burning Man Festival this year where revelers will be able to enjoy the Orgy Dome, get happy ending massages, and go to naked tiki parties. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not sure there was an orgy dome every time. I know there has been orgies at Burning Man, but I've never heard of an orgy dome. I think I would have remembered they've that. Had the, they've had the orgy dome since, like, something like 2012. Hmm. I've never heard of the orgy dome. I thought it was a... I knew they they had a bunch of weird depravity shit there. I did not know they had a dome, okay? And I still haven't seen yes, a... Yes, they, they've, had, they've had the pleasure dome, uh, as I like to call it. For, for a decade now. Oh, boy. Well, that's taken some of the fun out of it. I got really excited that there was an orgy dome. Uh, the best article... Well, you can still get excited about it. Just, you do have to realize you're not allowed in on your own. You have to, you have to bring a friend. Then that night, we went to the orgy dome. The line was super long. Oh, great. There's a line to get in the orgy? There's a line to get in the orgy dom, yes. Ver- verbal consent is necessary to begin play with other groups. Oh, boy. Where's the rape dome? There is no rape dome. Not not at Burning Man. <laughs> not I, yet. The Cosmopolitan version of this article is probably the best one. Uh, if you're just looking for stupid read, uh, you can you can have these absolutely idiotic takes on sex. Um from these idiotic couples who went to the, who went to the dome. Yeah, everyone was giggling and excited. It's just, it's actually disgusting. I was being fingered here, by. Here, let me let me here, cold read this bit from Ali, twenty six, a production assistant in Los Angeles, California. I'm glad that they have that entry process, but I hadn't expected them to take it so seriously. It's like the DMV. You get a number, then you talk to one guy and take a test on the rules, then you wait some more. We'd done some molly and ketamine, not a full dose, just a bump. Waiting in line for an hour sober would have been horrible, but I guess I would have preferred to have been more sober during the experience so it'd be easier to come. Allie's partner, Dan, 34, a set builder in Los Angeles, hmm, says, I'm always down for the orgy dome, but I never put all my hopes on it or anything. What? Don't put all your hopes on it? Really? If it happens, it happens. It's air-conditioned, unlike most places, uh, which is a big plus. It's something different and exciting. The organizers are careful to make sure that everyone who goes in intends to have sex. They don't want anyone just hanging out. Cold... Would you go to the orgy dome and just be a wallflower? I guess there's no walls in the dome. You're like a shell yeah, flower. I, I would not be. I would not be a shell flower because they would kick me out. No, I would probably. I would probably like try and find some hot chick who's easy and you know, <laughs> give her the D. I think everyone's easy in the orgy. I, dome. I would give. Yeah, in the orgy dome, everyone's easy. You're <laughs> right. Absolutely. Ah, man, we're getting the shit out of the way. Then there's this other couple, Jocelyn from Portland, and her partner, Luke, a winemaker, also from Portland. And hold on, there is... I was being fingered by one of the guys while his wife was going down on Luke. Luke and I were just looking at each other the whole time like, OMG, this is rad. Oh, jeez. Yeah, notice that these... Okay, they they were doing it with with a supposedly married couple, but notice that these people in this article, none of them are actually married to each other. You know, they're just living in sin. Mm. So of course they're gonna go hang out at the orgy dome and like <laughs> you know fuck around. You know like the sluts they are. It's not a sin if you're single at the orgy dome. Those are the rules. God, what are we doing here? All right, uh, being 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 rare encounter. You know, I just want to draw some contrast. The Wolfman doesn't need an orgy dome. No, the Wolfman will just fuck a hole in a tree if he gets horny. <laughs> just check for bees, just, just like Tarzia. Uh, just uh, I, more than that. More than that. I hope the Wolfman has like some wolfman condoms because you sure don't want to get you sure don't want to get like a fucking splinter in your dick oh i thought you were gonna say especially when especially when it's like hardened up with the with the you know the knot i thought you were gonna say you're if he doesn't use a wolf condom whatever that is you're gonna end up with a litter (laughs) he could Uh but i mean like i i'm yet to see wolfman 
treant hybrids. Oh boy. <laughs> what are we what are we doing Sweet on this sequoia show? Snatch. Sweet sequoia snatch. <laughs> net net. <laughs> net net. Oh, bravo. Nice play. play. Yeah. Good play. I, I got this clip about net net from uh from Megan Kelly and I think it uh I think it worked out pretty well. I sent it around to a bunch of people, so Yeah, I heard it. I heard it on Monday. <laughs> I don't think do I even have it queued up? Maybe I have it, yeah. Net net, I like them. There we go. Who doesn't like Net Ned? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I just want to take credit. I did. I was the one who did clip that, and then before I started emailing it to everyone, or nice, or not quite emailing, but uh, anyway. So anyway, while we're still on the topic of sex, do you remember Hans Neiman? I do. Yeah, he's back in the news. This is the. Uh, what I this, this I still was, think this is, was the this was the ass vibrator cheating at chess, and I still right. maintain that he did not cheat, and he was never uh, even in the report. They never claimed that he cheated in those games where he was accused of doing that. Except not, by not even, except my Magnus Pearson. No, even in his stupid report from Chess.com, the games that were publicized that they said he was cheating in are not the ones that they were claiming he cheated in. It was just bullshit. Yeah, I anyway, know. anyway, I know so that, we've been through but, this before. I have, I have an opinion Car- on him. But Carlson himself, Carlson himself was making was making claims that Neiman was cheating. Nobody else was actually making claims that he was cheating in those particular games. You, just that he was he was like tool assisted speed running the test games. Uh, not tournament games. And right? Mag- what, what's interesting is he owns chess.com, and so his own guys didn't level that accusation. He, I think he said it flippantly or something, but when the cards were down, they realized they had nothing on him uh, yeah. in terms of the, the in-person play tournament. But anyway, I'm... But anyway, yeah. So I said my piece it's on all, this. It's all settled. It's all settled. Uh, so yeah, let, let me just read. This is probably one of the best opening lines of an article I've read in a while. One of the greatest chess dramas of the 21st century. Oh, because there have been so many chess dramas in the last 23 years, right? Yeah. Hasn't ended with the bang of a chess cheating vibrator hitting the floor, but with the whimper of an arbitration agreement. <laughs> yes, you could hear a butt plug drop. <laughs> <laughs> As they were waiting for the verdict. Yeah. So anyway, Neiman reached an agreement that ends his lawsuit against chess.com in exchange for the platform allowing him to compete on there again. Mm. So we're back to normal. We Yes, we are back to the status quo anti-butt-bellum. Jeez, mm, anti-butt-bellum. Hold on. I had something that I actually written, wrote for this, didn't I? I hold on. I'm, I need to check my notes because I know... I, yes, the online chess world is returning to the status quo anti-vibrator bellum. But I think butt bellum is better. <laughs> butt bellum. Bellum. Anti-butt bellum. The anti-butt bellum. <laughs> hey, have you met my aunt? Yes, like, like the... Hey, <laughs> Cole, have you met like my aunt? That, uh, like that uh, South Park game. The fractured butthole. <laughs> fractured butthole. Hmm. Let's see. The dull wet thud. Yes, indeed. Well, that concludes that chapter in uh <laughs> in Rare Encounters history. Well, until until somebody until somebody else is caught cheating with a vibrator up their ass. He was not. And you know it cheating. will happen. He was not it will caught happen. cheating. No way. Yes, somebody... Okay, yes, he was not caught cheating. But somebody else is eventually going to be found somewhere with a vibrator up their ass that they cannot easily explain. This uh, will happen in the Orgy Dome many times. Oh, there! It's explainable! (laughs) It's the Orgy Dome! It's outside of the Orgy Dome we're worried about. Oh, I just forgot. I left it in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got a... I think we have to do something fun, and I do have. What you think? You think ass vibrators aren't fun? Well, I this story. <laughs> what did this, I just say? This story. What, what did I just say? This story. Oh God, bugs somebody's me. gonna somebody's gonna take that and ISO it and use it somewhere against me. This story, I don't. <laughs> I don't enjoy it because I think the this guy's wrongful wrongly uh, maligned. 
Yes, but still, I mean, I mean, fucking me saying like ass vibrators are fun. That's yeah, oh, I know. God. Okay, why, why, a... why did I? Why did I open my fucking mouth? Jeez. <laughs> so, um, I do have a game of the week. Sweet. And uh, the let's game... get it on. All right, and uh, this is the game of the week. The game of the week this week is Name That Tune. In this game, uh -oh. Cold, Cold Acid has to listen to a segment of a pop song and then name the song, okay? So you're what I just want to be clear. The only thing you have to do in this game is name the song, all right? And okay, I'm going to so play what we're, So what we're doing is something that has been done on radio stations for decades. Well, gotcha. I, I think ours is a little different than that. Um uh-oh. They don't usually let you name the song on the radio station, So, what, but that, that's what we're going to do here. Um, I don't know. I have nine. I don't know if we're going to go through them all, but uh, I don't know. Are you ready to go? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. All right. First song. Here we go. And name that song. Hello. It's me. I was wondering if you know that you kind of smell like we name the song. All right. I need you to name the song. Uh, someone like you, someone like you, some. OK, we'll go F2. Someone like you. All right. We'll call that. OK, next. Next song. I need you to name this next song. All right. Here we go. You ready for it? Yeah. Here we go. And now I may be into my pants. I was getting kind of used to being someone with dry pants. All right. Name that song. Cold Acid. Can you name that song? I want to be. I want to be. All right. Here we go. All right. That's two for two. All right. Let's do another one. You ready? Ready. All right. Let's do it. Something about you makes me feel I'm bathing in urine. Yeah, all right. Name that song, Cold Acid. Golden Showers. Golden Showers. All right, let's do it. Gold Showers. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, I think we got time for a couple more. Let's do a few more of these. Um, name that song. Uh oh. I don't know about you, but I really have to poo. Everything will be all right if. You show me to the loo. Whoa. You don't know about me, but I also have to pee. Everything will be all right if you show me where that would be. Where I could pee. Pee and poo. All right, Cold Acid, that was it. Name that song. I need you to just... You're doing really well. I just want to make sure you understand. You have to name this song. In Your Room. In Your Room. Got it. All right. Let's do uh, maybe two or three more. How about that? Um, we'll, we'll do some that are a little bit shorter. How about this one? Oh, okay. I want to dance with somebody. I want to be my pants with somebody. All right. Name that song. Somebody That Loves Me. <laughs> loves me. All right, somebody that loves me. Um, I got a couple different ones. We've been doing a lot of pea-flavored songs. Uh, I could do one that's not pea-flavored, if you're up for sure. it. Sure. All right, um, name this song. Nothing's getting through, so let me spell it out. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. That is the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, that's obviously the alphabet song. The alphabet song. The song. All right, there we go. We named that song, and I'm gonna do one more. This will be the last one. But it's just a price I pay. Destiny is calling P. Open up my toilet seat. Cause I'm Mr. P, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Last one, last one. You're doing so Mr. well. Mr. P-Man. Mr. P-Man. That's it. I think you just got a perfect score. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the toilet cucking song. <laughs> toilet cucking song. Air horn, air horn, air horn. All right, that was... Oh my god, a perfect game. Cold Acid, you named every song. Holy shit, I won? You won! It's the first time ever. I'd like to thank my family, and I'd like to thank my friends, and I'd like to thank the little puppy dog next door. Ah, yes. Game of the week is back. Here we go. (laughs) You don't hear that on the radio. Usually people aren't as good as you. It's unbelievable. Oh God, man! I, I've I've got talent, you know. I I got I got this talent for your for songs. <laughs> um, you got to see me at karaoke, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, why did you get it? Get me a topic. I gotta get off from this. <laughs> well, we're on music, so so let's hit some rock. Hit some rock. That's right. Um, yeah, do you want to introduce on. introduce the story? Uh, this is from a Twitter post. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to blow my nose. Uh, by Science Girl. I thought you were about to cry. Yeah, I, I've i just been having too much fun here. This is rock music. Cold Acid, tell them tell them how this is rock music. I'll play it in the background while you're, while you're saying that. It's music from an actual rock. This is the rock music. Mm-hmm. Literal rock music. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? No, because the ro- because rocks don't cook. <laughs> what about stone soup? Okay, okay, maybe they can cook. If a yeah, this is this is pretty neat. It's a phonograph, but it's a petrophonograph. Mm-hmm. Because it instead of playing like. Instead of like playing a wax cylinder or a vinyl disc, it is playing an actual rock on a turntable. Yeah. And so you can hear it. Uh, I guess I can have it play again. I have a complaint, a little complaint about the the design of this. Some of the resonance uh, that you hear is obviously not from the rock. Because the surface of the rock isn't uh, echoing with itself, right? It's the springiness of the pickup. Okay, yeah, I can, I can, I can give you that. So I'm a little disappointed on that front, but I'm, I'm not disappointed in the, the way where they kind of bend the truth a little to make it sound decent. Because if it didn't have that, if you really put um, um, a stylus on a rock, it would sound like shit. And uh, so they knew it was going to play well with the audience, so they did that. So yeah, I'll give them, I'll, I'll forgive them for that. Uh, that little the, bit of the style the stylus isn't like your your regular sort of needle for like a vinyl record either it looks like a big wooden ball yeah it looks like a knee hammer yeah you ever have a knee hammer uh cold it's been a while but yes <laughs> i have had one in the past man i had a knee now, hammer how about how about you how about some heavy metal uh, heavy metal <laughs> yeah. oh right all right, so heavy metal. <laughs> All right, you, you got expecting me. that, were you? <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> uh, I do have. I I know a huge metal fan. Uh, it's it's in I'm my sure living. It's in my do. living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, let's see. We are such nerds. Let's see. Um. What do we got? We I got your stories here too. I've got the brain worms. What do you? Yeah, are, the brain worms. I see this in your rundown. What the hell? Are, what are the brain worms? Uh, a live. Okay, so welcome to Australia, where oh, no. everything is trying to kill you. Even things that aren't trying to kill you are trying to kill you. A woman, a senior, a senior woman, or okay, not yet a senior. She's 64, so not exactly a senior, but close enough, right? She was from New South Wales, right? Was admitted to the hospital. This was back in 2021, uh, originally, 
Uh, she, she was complaining about abdominal pain, diarrhea, dry cough, fever, and night sweats. Mm. Uh, they, tr like, you know, treated the symptoms, sent her home because they couldn't really find anything at that point. Then 2022, uh, she started having additional symptoms, forgetfulness and depression. And so she was sent to a hospital in Australia's capital, Canberra, where they did an MRI scan of her brain and saw signs that said like, okay, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to go in there and dig something out. You, you want to know what they dug out? I'm afraid to they ask. They dug out. Yeah. An eight centimeter long roundworm. Wow! In her brain, living. That's about a three. Alive. It wasn't. It wasn't a dead roundworm. It was a living roundworm in her brain. It's approximately pi inches. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but I mean, like, fuck in Australia. So apparently, apparently, these roundworms are normally only found in pythons. So this is the first case of of this. Roundworm, Ophidioscaris robertsi, being found in a human. Robertsi? What's that named after? Yes. Some guy named Robert? I suppose. <laughs> or Roberts. Roberts? Robertsi. So yeah, they they found this they found this worm in her brain, and they they were like, what the fuck is this? They went looking through all sorts of textbooks. Uh, trying to identify it, they sent it to a uh, they sent it to a like a animal laboratory, and there's like, hey, I know what this is. This is a roundworm that infects pythons. Jeez. Yeah. Well, so does the worm go into the python's brain? No, I think it normally lives in the python's gut or body cavity. Hmm. I'm looking but at us. In this case, in this case, uh, apparently, apparently, what she would do is she would pick wild grasses for her cooking, right? And it seems oh. it seems that. Oh my god, might... she she was making a salad. This is why I hate making salad. <laughs> you don't make friends with salad, that's for sure. Yeah, I hate making but anyway, salad. She, so it says here in the article. The patient resides near a lake area inhabited by carpet pythons. Despite no direct snake contact, she often collected native grasses, including warigal greens, from around the lake to use in cooking, Senenyake said. The doctors and scientists involved in her case hypothesized that a python may have shed the parasite feces into the grass. They believe oh, the patient man. was probably infected with the parasite from touching the native grass and transferring the eggs to food or kitchen utensils or after eating the greens. <sighs> it got in her slap chop. Yeah. This it, bitch, she got a, eggs in her slap chop and then it got it, in her it brain. Gets, it gets worse. It gets worse. They're not sure if further larvae have infected other parts of her body, like her liver. So she is. So they can't give her... They can't give her like a whole bunch of medications, uh, be like whole classes of them because it could be it could be dangerous uh, to her organs while <laughs> while killing, but not necessarily removing the roundworms that may be living in all sorts of parts of her body. Wow, geez, she must have been eating those all the time. Like, it, okay, it, it only it only takes one time of forgetting to like. Wash your greens and wash your hands, man, to, like, fucking get yourself killed. I, I want to take my comment about Slap Chop back because Slap Chop pops open and you can clean it. But those other ones, you can't clean it. They're worthless. She yeah. probably didn't have a Slap Chop. If she did, this would have happened. I think it still could have happened. For all we know, for all we know, she could have, like, picked some greens and then, like, Picked her nose without washing her hands first. Ah, no. Right, or scratched her lip and gotten some of the some of the like parasite eggs in her that way. Oh my god! Look here, it's a parasite egg. One chop. You add the pickle, then you add the green onion, and what you could do is mix things together and add the ham, and then you're so, gonna love this. You don't have time to make breakfast. Breakfast to go. So uh, you know what this tells me? This this is just one more reason. To never 
go to Australia. Oh it is God. a fucking death world of a continent where everything is out to get you. It's like the opposite of whose line is it anyway? Jeez. How so? In whose line, everything's made up and the points don't matter. Uh, in Australia, everything's trying to kill you and matters a lot. Cotton Gin says he's been to Australia and lived. I don't believe him. I think he may have been to Australia, but that means he's dead now. <laughs> he did. He, he just on, doesn't realize it. I think he went on a cruise. Uh, he showed me he had a. Um, did he buy a didgeridoo there? I think he has a didgeridoo or something. The didgeridoo, the things that go. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, those are cool. He told me that story, and he was kept getting hung up over some REM song, and I could not understand why. I, I can't remember. Are you sure it was an REM song and not a Men at Work song? Yeah, it was, because they're from Australia. I think it was Night Swimming. Cotton Gin, explain this thing to me. Uh, not now. I can't. I can't remember. He told me about this once. He said he. He said he used to have a didgeridoo, but lost it. Oh no, he lost his didgeridoo. Yeah. <sighs> oh well. He was evicted from his apartment, and they stole it from him. Well, it's because he's playing the fucking didgeridoo all day. You know he's a didgeridoo. I mean, better to better to play it during the day than play it at night. <laughs> That'll pretty... definitely get you evicted. But it keeps the spiders away. <laughs> and anything that keeps those Australian spiders away is a good thing. Unless it's something that will, like, kill you even worse. Jeez, Louise. Like a drop bear. Do you want me to uh, do podcasts? Yeah, let's do the podcast rundown. Alrighty then, podcast rundown. Wow, there we go, Hog Story. Hog Story with Fletcher and Blaney had Hog Story 366 foot phrases that was on monday behind the schemes that was just lavash and a special guest i didn't get to hear that one i am not sure who the special guest was anyone in chat tell me who it was uh had episode 166 the demon of deadlines i hate that demon that demon's a fucking asshole yeah i need the demon of datelines wait that's on nbc angry tech news <laughs> Had uh, episode 74, Terabyte Windmills. I believe that was yesterday with Ryan Bemrose reading the tech news in his angry fashion. Uh, uh, you might be incorrect about Behind the Schemes. It was, in fact, episode 167 titled Crow Energy. Whoa, did I screw that up? Was it not posted or you something? You screwed that up. Maybe I grabbed uh, the previous Boobery one. corrected you directly in the chat room. Hmm. Yeah, the Demon of Deadlines. Yeah, that was a copy from last week. Jeez. Sorry about that. I messed that up. Um, Good work. Who was the guest? Boobery says nothing. 167. Private Browsing. Private Browsing was this guest. Okay, cool. Um, angry tech news. We did that bowl after bowl had episode 256. Dude, it was really good. And they were having bowl after bowl, you know, Lori and Spencer and their whole family, they're, they're pretty awesome people. They were having some fun casual times throughout the entire, uh, the trip that they've been on recently. It's a fun thing to listen to. I think everyone should. What was that? Uh, something that Carolyn Blaney linked in the chat. Okay. Shall I open it again? <laughs> yeah, just play it. But well, we should uh, hand over the no agenda stream to our good friends, yes, Booberry and Lavish. At... I think it's whoa, just whoa, Lavish whoa. and Guest. Oh, is it just Lavish? Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh. Lavish, Lavish boy. Oh, Lavish boy. Oh, I love you guys. What? Beautiful. What are we listening to this for? I don't know. You can you can fucking ask me anytime, baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, uh, something something about Booberry's mustache rides. Okay, well, uh, Dad's Anime Podcast at episode 121. Man, the, the fucking chat is spinning so fast I can't see anyone's messages. Dad's Anime it's like Podcast. It's all Isobot. It's all Isobot shit. Episode 121, Mew attends an anime convention, semicolon, undead girl murder farce, semicolon, best anime for newbies, semicolon, Yuri ain't shit. Yuri ain't shit, but hoes and lollies. You are going to be disappointed by Yuri's revenge. I know I was. Okay. That, yeah, that's a different. That's a different Yuri. That's that's a red alert Yuri, not uh, <laughs> not anime Yuri. Well, I'm just saying. 
Yuri and I think shit, everybody yeah. was disappointed by Yuri's by Revenge. Yuri's, Yuri's Revenge was the worst installment of Command and Conquer. I'm just going out to say that. Even worse than Tiberian Sun. That's hard to do. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what do we got? We got Boostergrams coming in. We can do yeah, those. Yeah, we, we actually, actually, before we get on to Boostergrams, I have to announce who our actual executive producer for tonight's show is. All right. And our executive producer is somebody I've never heard of before, but goes by the name Obscene Snowman. And he sent us, no message, but he did send us a whopping US $100 what? by PayPal. Yeah. Obscene Snowman? Who the hell is that? I don't know, but thank you very much, Obscene Snowman, for that, uh, for that C-note. Hmm. Obscene Snowman. Could it be an anagram? I don't know. Obscene. Could be an acronym. <laughs> Could be an acronym. It's a hell of an acronym. That's a lot of letters, dog. Yeah, well, have you seen, have you seen, like, the sort of names that, like, royal and noble people have? <laughs> where it's, like, 17 different names and no surname? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to Anagram Maker. I'm just wondering, Ana let's see. Beacon Snowman. Nun Sun's webcam. I think that might be it. Nun Sun's webcam. Or Neon Sun's. dirty. Neon Sun's webcam. That could be Neon it. Neon Sun's webcam. There we go. We've, we've found you out, Obscene Snowman. We know who you are now. Jeez. Cabmo Nonsense. Could be that one. It could be. It could be Bacon's... <laughs> Hold on. It could be bacon semen snow. <laughs> <laughs> bacon semen snow. It could be. That's an anagram. Now then, Serpent was right. Obscene snowman wants into the orgy dome. I mean, it is an obscene snowman. So bacon, yeah. That's true. That's pure pleasure. <laughs> I mean, you've got the bacon and you got semen and you got snow. Right? Yeah, that's that's pleasure all around. And and, and and the the orgy dome has AC, so it's basically like a snow dome. It is, it yeah. It's snow in the orgy dome. Maybe this is what's going on. Come snow in the orgy dome. <laughs> Come snow with me. Come snow with me. Doesn't quite work. That's C U M. <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Obscene Snowman is our executive producer for the show. Thank you so much. It's rare that we get anything through PayPal. That is amazing. 100 buckaroos. Yeah, it ma much makes appreciated. it worthwhile checking it every so often. <laughs> it makes it worthwhile to do the show. Uh, we're not um, heavily driven by uh, by the the uh, donations like some other podcasts. We, uh, no, but we, we do enjoy them and the messages we get. It, it's, it's just... Sends me over the moon every time we get something like that. We also get booster yeah, I know. grams. You, you think you think they'd be demanding us give them? Money <laughs> they want to. Wanna, they they're gonna want a refund. <laughs> 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 no, I'm glad. Uh, whenever you see that, you have to conclude that they enjoyed something about the show, and that's what kind of warms my heart. Is uh, yeah, made someone smile. <sighs> I hope we did. I ho I hope we did. Um, if if they're not if they're not smiling, then they should at least be rolling on the floor, clutching their gut, laughing half to death. Yeah, watch out for those worms, though. We <laughs> <laughs> we had some boostograms come in too uh, before the show. We had one thousand one hundred eleven sats from Dolorian saying this was for you, Cold. She says digging the jarring pre-show crooner covers. The next one is also about that. It was from Carolyn Blaney, and she sent in 8888 sats saying, this AI Frank Sinatra is freaking me out. Whoa, man, this freaking me out. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty wild pre-show. Uh, Frank Sinatra singing all the tunes uh, that came out after he died. Yes. Except for one, except for one, which uh, a lot of Pete which was an AI cover of a song he never actually did, but a lot of people thought he did because of the similarity in singing voices between him and Perry Como. Perry Como did the song, and everybody think it was everybody thought it was Frank Sinatra. Same with that, you know, that uh, that Zelda song that everybody thinks was sung by uh, uh, System of a Down. You know, Link, he come to town, come to save the Princess Zelda. Right, that that wasn't actually System of the Down. Just as Killing Me Softly with her song was Perry Como, not 
Frank Sinatra. Well, you could have fooled me. We get 69-69 stats from Sir Spencer, who says to the pre-show, my ear holes are spread wide. And this is why it's important to set interesting uh, short descriptions for the live items. Yes. Now, I have a... Uh, on. on on the descriptions front, it, it might be a good way to end the show. Uh, there's one more booster gram to read, but when we get through that, I think we have to talk some business, and that might be take up the rest of the program. So stay stay tuned for that. Um, the last booster yeah. gram we got, I'm gonna say, was eighteen thousand six hundred seventy sats, and that was from Carolyn. Yeah, um, it's not showing up right now for me in. LB, I have so the, you have to have a read it. I have the text. It says, this game of the week is lit. Well, I'm glad. It was. <laughs> glad someone enjoys the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Classic game of the week. Game of the week is uh, one of my favorite bits to produce. It, it, it has to be right. It has to be right. If it's not right, we don't do it. Oh, man. And uh, that is... All of the people who sent us a Boostergram or a PayPal donation this week for Rare Encounter. Of course, we have the rareencounter.net website. You can go there and find out uh, more about how the where the show is and how you can get to the chat room, how you can find old episodes. A lot of information that reminds there. me. I got to check to see if Kiwi Irk is alive again or if there's some sort of living replacement for it yet. So we record live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We do about an hour show. Uh, we start maybe an hour before that doing some music and some pregame stuff. That's what we were talking about with the Frank Sinatra. I mean, I would, uh, sometimes, I mean, when I'm doing the pre-show, sometimes it starts as early as 5 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So, but when uh, you're doing it, doesn't start till 6. Oh, I definitely don't start until 5 after 6. But anyway, that's our... I guess the pitch for the show and the thank you for everyone. Air horn, air horn, air horn. We appreciate that. All right, we've got some other topics. We get some OSR. I think that's the last of your topics. Uh, no, I've got one more to wrap things up. Okay. But uh, you said you wanted to talk business about the show on the show? Yeah, I wanted to talk business about the show on the show. And that's because we have a description in our um, podcast. If you go to rareencounter.net or you look at the description in podcasting apps, it yeah. says Rare Encounter. Abel Kirby and Cold Acid converse on anime they watch, books and manga they read, games they play, and all the tech stuff they come across. And I just want to point out we don't do really do that. We talked about car crashes and Naked Wolfman and Orgy Domes, and it's not about anime. It's, I mean, it's not a main topic here, and I was bitching to you about that on uh, on uh, DMs over the week before the show, and I yeah, just... Yeah, and I, I called out, I called out uh, NBS about it today. I think if I was him, I would have immediately turned back and pointed to this description and said, hey, look, it says it on your own damn webpage. That's what you talk about, right? So I yeah. think we need a new description. This one was written before episode one dropped, like like a long time yeah. ago, and we never stuck to it. So we have, a, we have a subtitle that doesn't seem to get displayed on the front of the website. Um, I don't know if it's actually shown in the... In the RSS feed, I'm taking a look, but yeah, oh yeah, it's there, the iTunes subtitle. The, what's that uh, say? That's a good one that we could use. Two polymaths making increasingly complicated fart jokes. I love it! <laughs> that is perfect. So I will just, I will just copy that from the <laughs> subtitle or slogan and paste it into the description. That is pretty and awesome. Two polymaths make increasingly complex fart jokes. And there we go. <laughs> that is what Updating. we do. Updating. <laughs> Updatified. Hit refresh. All right. Holy shit, it's already there. Jeez, yeah, Cold Acid, you're the best. It's already there on the website. Check it out. Rareencounter.net. That's what it says in the heading right now. I love it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that was the business. Beautiful. Business Business concluded. Yeah. You, oh, you, need, you need like a gavel sound for that, or at least like... Somebody getting hit in the head with a hammer. Oh, my fader's closed. That's the closest I have to a gavel. Okay, close enough.
Works for me. Maybe I maybe All I can right. do one of these. So is that a gavel? That's all I got. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're if you're banging a gavel against a really big drum, against a really big drum. <laughs> I'm sure there's a gavel somewhere out here. There, there's there our go. gavel. There's our gavel. <laughs> all right, we got. Uh, we could go a little bit long and do OSR if you want to. Yeah, I'm, it's not really. I wasn't really going to talk about old school role playing. So much as just bringing up something I might have mentioned it on the show before, but there is there used to be this magazine that was published by TSR and then Wizards and then Paizo and then Wizards again as a PDF. And back in issue 127 of this magazine, Dragon Magazine, the editor of the magazine at the time, Roger Moore. Not the actor, but uh, but the my former coworker, the tabletop game developer Roger E. Moore, uh, wrote about wrote about an occasion uh, that uh, that he once faced when he was in the army playing D and D with other people in wow. the army. Okay, I know a, a I knew a guy named Roger Moore. He was also in the army. Okay, was he ever stationed at? I think it was was it Bragg? Um, Fort yes, Bragg. Fort Bragg. Um, could, I mean, my brother's been there. I think most of the guys from Army go through there. Okay, could have been. Uh, did he used to work? Did he used to work for TSR? I don't know about that. I I don't think he did. Okay. Well, Cotton, anyway, Cotton Gin's laughing because he knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, anyway, sorry, it's all inside joke. I'm I'm interrupting you. Keep going. Yeah. Anyway, there was there was this uh, there was this game. Uh, it was essentially it was essentially a dungeon crawl sort of sort of thing, like classic Greyhawk. You know, your your characters aren't really doing any sort of role play where you're like you're pretending to converse with people and stuff, but rather you know go into the dungeon, kill the monsters, take their loot, and Come back out alive. Kill the monsters, take the loot, come back out alive. Yeah. Now, kobolds, kobolds in Dungeons and Dragons, they're this, they're this short little, originally they were like dog-faced and eared, and then third edition, wizards decide to turn them into reptiles. But anyway, they're, they're, you know, they're like goblin tier trash monsters, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you fart at them, and they fall over dead. Well, not in this dude's dungeon. Here, they were clever little fuckers who used their size and and talents, such as they were, to essentially become the motherfucking Viet Cong of the dungeon, and, like, were able to take out high-level characters at uh, at appreciable losses to their own numbers. To the point where fighting huge flaming demons on deeper levels of the dungeon were considered preferable to dealing with Tucker's kobolds. And so I find it a really fun little tale to read and a suggestion to anyone out there who's into tabletop role-playing and DMs games. Uh, sometime, sometimes throwing throwing some orcs or goblins or kobolds at, a, at uh, the party can be a fun solution so long as you play them right. Mm. Cool. And I think that I think that's actually an important lesson in general. It doesn't matter it doesn't matter if uh, if someone or something is trashed here if you know how to put it to the right use. Mm. So yeah, lesson of the day from cold acid. Moral of the story? Yes. Even the most basic little bitches can lay some serious whoop-ass on top of the line motherfuckers. All right, I think we've arrived. I think so, too. All right. One more, ooh, sorry, one more boostergram came in. I want to get it in before the end of the show. 8888 Sats from Carolyn, who says, I hate making salad, and I need more salad in my diet. Thank you, Carolyn. (laughs) Yeah, another... just make sure there just make sure there's no parasites in it. Yeah, another slap chop enjoyer, I hear. All right, well that's our show. That's what we do. Two polymaths making <laughs> what was it? Increasingly complex fart jokes. 
complicated fart complicated jokes. Complicated fart jokes. Well, until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Stay fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman. But she lay down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a